forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast contains eating meals while robots watch, stomach scrapes, Wayne's World Land, and one of the hosts reveals a childhood love of shuffleboard? Which host could it be? Eliza Skinner joins us to talk King's Dominion and much, much more on today's podcast, The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, the theme park podcast where sometimes we are so despondent about the state of the world, we wish we could hide underground in the land of the dews. I'm Scott Gardner. Uh, don't you feel that way, Mike Carlson? Yeah, I was just saying this to Lindsay last night, that that's exactly where I would like to go. I, there are a couple places in the place we're talking about today that I think you could hide, though. I won't say the, the specific one that Jason Sheridan, who's also here, is very excited about. Uh, yeah, this is a big park for me. And I, I don't want to contradict what you said, Scott, but uh, researching vintage uh, King's Dominion may be the most at peace I have felt during uh, the pandemic. <laughs> uh, except I will say this is the only theme park to give me a semi uh, permanent physical scar. <laughs> so Whoa. We'll wow, get to that. Really? Yeah. It's like your action park. Kind of, well, not quite, yeah, not on that level, though. <laughs> it's pretty minor. I think it's faded yeah. at this point. Uh, uh, okay, so faded, but there. Uh, um, and, uh, and and I, I believe that our guest is, is, a, is a big fan and enthusiastic about this place as well. Uh, she is the uh, uh, producer of uh, Earth to Ned on Disney+, Plus, and uh, she has an album out called Regarding My Lovers. It's Eliza Skinner. Yay! It's Yay. me! It's me! Hello. I forgot to get even the, like, slight amount of memorabilia um, <clears throat> to set oh, wow. up my... Wait, yes, you have a hat on that you didn't have when we yeah. began. Got Whoa! My, King's Dominion, it my says. My King's Dominion hat. I'm not, I have a, wow. a bun on, so I can't really wear a hat. That's a, um, that's a really, like, world-brightening uh, aqua color as well. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a beautiful shade. Yeah, yeah it's corduroy. Like oh, you, wow. like you want your your summer wear to be, your summer yeah. hats. You want them in a in a a, a nice corduroy, nice woolly corduroy. Yeah, that, looks, that uh, summer heat up there. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. In the uh, in this quarantine, uh, as I have been putting on quarantine weight, I've been replacing the clothes that fit me with oversized um, t-shirts from old. Uh, um, theme parks like mm -hmm. uh, I, why am i having such a problem talking <laughs> <sighs> bush gardens and king's dominion yes oh, jason exactly. has just shared his screen yes. with maybe what you're yep. talking about a, this uh, one is uh shipping to me as we speak because <laughs> <laughs> what i did that too uh yeah yeah it's a very mom shirt I, it kind of yeah i mean it's very 90 it is of course a paramount's king's dominions which was yeah. how i i knew it now I, I predate that. So you I like I, I'm going for the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Right. I'm going for um, anything that looks like the animal that would have been attacking me in the world of that ride. So like your grizzly, your oh, this is mostly the grizzly because everything else mm -hmm. is the shockwave avalanche. 
the Rebel Yell, which have they renamed that? They should rename that. They have renamed it. Yes. Uh, yeah. The It's called Racer 75 now and is still cool. standing. And they did the rename not even recently, like not even in the last year as part of, oh, oh everyone should do these kinds of things. It was several years ago, seemingly completely voluntary and out of nowhere. So uh, good for them. Has, yeah. has Billy Idol changed the name of his the Rebel Yell song? <laughs> do we know? Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's uh, Defund the Police now. Oh, okay. Oh. That makes sense. He's, he's pretty progressive. Wow. Wow. He yeah. really switched. I'm glad hard. he in England is tapped into our issues. <laughs> I guess it's their issues too, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's great. So, all right. So you were on Doughboys and you were Ooh. talking about King's Dominion on there, Ooh. which caused a listener on Twitter uh, to set up an arranged marriage between us. <laughs> you must have Eliza Skinner on. Why haven't you had Eliza Skinner on? And my only answer is because we haven't met. But if we uh, let's meet uh, quickly and then we could do this. And we did it. We've made progress. So uh, you're you're mm-hmm. welcome, whichever person that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm a, uh, very pleased to be here. <clears throat> wonderful, wonderful. Uh, uh, and uh, I did, now I've not had a chance to listen to that. Doughboys. So I don't know. I don't know your specific. Oh, uh, it's mostly me shit talking this podcast. (laughs) So you should have listened. It's just (laughs) what do these guys think they know? Yeah. What a bunch of doinks. Yeah. My my biggest fears of what they think. It's why I uh, it's why I avoid it on the regular. I turned it off at that part. I was like, I should circle back around Um, to this, but I don't know if I have time. yeah, I mean that's it's it's kind of a way of getting more podcast bookings. I just neg other podcasts mm. on each podcast appearance. Um, and by the way, never not funny. Uh, more like never funny, you know. <laughs> get rid of the not. Um, hopefully they'll book me. <laughs> that should get them. Talk to them next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, but so uh, you are you did grow up with Kings Dominion. You're so you're from that area, Virginia. I don't know where. It, like, this park is close to Richmond, Richmond. and kind of close to DC. Yeah, I'm from Richmond. Okay, so it felt like so Kings Dominion was the closest, but it it felt to me as a child like I was just right between Kings Dominion and Bush Gardens, and that's pretty much how I classified my place in the world. <laughs> Um, was this like your number one park as when you were a kid or was it like just low? It was close. This a little of both. I mean, I did Bush gardens. Williamsburg seemed like the fancy one because it's themed, um, European. So like each place you're going to is a, a different country and it's like, Ooh, but, uh, Kings dominion, it, you had more rides, for for your inch square inch um also as a little kid they had a a much better kids area um so they had like a bunch of kids rides and a kids roller coaster that sort of like could transition you into the world of roller coasters um the scooby-doo the scooby-doo yes Uh Uh, a big favorite of mine yeah it's just kind of big it was it was like a it's not exactly a super small kitty coaster. Like no, it is yeah. a decent sized wooden coaster, but that's what I rode a number of times to uh, work my way up to the Rebel Yell now Racer seventy five, <laughs> which is very large. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's not like those kitty coasters that you see, you know, on a boardwalk that'll just be like, oh, they're going around in a circle and a little up and down. It's a legit 
coaster that just got shrunk down slightly and doesn't have any loops. But yeah, I felt like a real grown up once I was riding the Scooby Doo. There's not a ton in that genre, like the step up, like the PG 13 of roller coasters. It's a kind of a, it's kind of a bare area. Uh, It's it's sometimes either just kitty or full tilt, super scary one. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel blessed, honestly. Big Thunder is a little bit of one. Yeah. I I would agree. Uh, um, uh, I, I was maybe the type of kid who Big Thunder was a, was an R or even an NC 17. (laughs) Oh, um, really? Then I, <laughs> yes, I would say that's scandalous. Uh, but then I was a very wimpy uh, kid. Can uh, I ask what age you were when you went? Do we talked about this before when you went on Big Thunder? Oh, um, maybe not till 13. Mm-hmm. So it was a guy. Well, I guess so. Maybe you classify it as a PG 13 for that reason. Yeah, for comedy's sake, I was hoping you said 17 or 18. <laughs> but it was last week. It yeah. was recently. <laughs> that would have been good. But Made them stop the ride halfway one. through, got scared. Um, <laughs> just waving your arms up, please. Someone I can't handle this. this. I can't. No. Can I be airlifted out, please, dear God? You threw clothes on the track to like trigger the sensors to turn it off. <laughs> you only <laughs> have so many tools at your disposal. You have to sort of MacGyver it. Yeah, uh, I don't have that many things on my person. Right. Uh, um. Anyways. Uh. So. Yeah, Scooby-Doo was like a, a, a kind of bridge the gap, uh, uh, but there are some pretty like mighty coasters in this place. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how are you, Eliza, on that uh, spectrum? Are you uh, are you afraid of these things? Were you uh, down for any of them? No, I was very into it. Very into them. I'm, I mean, when I was before the Scooby-Doo, I was terrified of all of them. But then I got really into them, uh, rode all of them. Uh, definitely had ones that I preferred. Did not enjoy the shockwave which I believe has been replaced because it murdered people. Um, but that's the mark of a good park to a degree. You know? I mean, mm. Almost every park at, at some point in time. You try to avoid it, but uh, it shows that they're taking big swings, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, fewer people than a highway, and people are on those all the time. So Yeah, that's true. It is. Away. It is. I think we, you know, we've done this podcast now for a couple of years, and we'll, we'll talk about some dark topics like that once in a while. But it is funny to just remember that we are they're building giant steel contraptions to whip human beings around <laughs> like the this is very strange. It's strange enough that we've yeah. done this podcast for years, but it's, think about <laughs> what human beings have created and continue to make new, faster, crazier versions of. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's the fact that it uh, that more people aren't gravely injured on them. That's kind of the amazing thing. Yeah. yeah. The ratio is pretty good. It's a point oh 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 one percent. Yeah. Um, and hopefully there isn't some turn where it's just suddenly, <laughs> got like, I guess during COVID, they just let everything rust over and then they opened everything back up and mm-hmm. nothing ever worked again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trump, Trump deregulated like some sort of code for rust on tracks, mm-hmm. which honestly, like not that far out of the realm of possibility. Like we're ending the rust rending the stoppage of rust on roller coasters that is Very i know positive. the super villainy is such that yeah like you know he might be pro roller coaster accident i don't nothing would surprise me anymore yeah know? as long as we're as long as as we've taken this turn into comically awful it would feel wrong for that not to be included yeah like yeah also like poisonous can- cotton candy made out of bees or something yes if, if you're dressed as a clown in a theme park you also have to carry a knife 
<laughs> it's just, it's a weight balance thing. You'll fall. Yeah. You need to balance things out with a huge saber. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And he made a point of, all right, if they're bees that help the environment that we need, they should be killed <laughs> off immediately. But mm-hmm. if, they're key, if they're bees that surprise people and attack them, especially within children's candy, we should breed them far more aggressively. Yeah, that's how yeah. We, we get stronger as a country. We genetically engineered candy apples to have a razor growing inside of them. <laughs> From a seed? <laughs> From a seed, a razor seed, yeah. Yeah, and you know why? Because why you can't stop us from doing it. That's right. why. Because right. that's America. Yeah. Well, uh, these will all uh, come true in a week. Barrel insurance, all of it. I, you know, actually, just a quick sidetrack from King's Dominion, because the, you also talked about, wait, it's Bush Gardens Williamsburg, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Um, the only time that that's come up on the show before is that we did an entire episode about the Fabio Goose incident. Right. I didn't know that that was there, there for a long time. I just that, found that out kind of recently. That was there. We had this confusion when we had uh, Dave Ferguson on about the sister park of King's Dominion, King's Island. I think he always thought it was there, but in mm-hmm. fact, uh, it was Bush Gardens. So then you were, if you didn't know it was there, then this was not um, a story that like shook you to your core as a local this wasn't like heartbreaking to see not as a local i remember hearing about it and being like that's hilarious but i didn't remember that it had happened maybe maybe i was still in a place where i was like this is the whole world virginia is all there is of course it happened in virginia where else is it um you didn't like call any friends to make sure they were okay (laughs) no yeah no and and we didn't have that feature on our phones yet so now obviously if something happens to fabio everybody can just click that thing check in and be like notify your friends you're okay even if (laughs) we all have the following a duck we're all concerned about fabio danger at all Mm -hmm. times Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so with that, with that as a sidetrack, uh, uh, yeah, Kings of Me. So when when did you uh, when did you go for the first time? Uh, uh, what are like early memories? Early memories include um, going with friends uh, when I was again very small in the kitty park times, and having to have a stack of books in the back seat of my mom's car to read on the way there. So I wasn't just like so excited to get there that I was like, ah, ah, are we there yet? Are we there? Oh my God. Um, so I would like plan out my, okay, you've got a couple of Snoopy compendiums pen- that you can go through here. This is, you're going to make it. Um, and then my sister got a job there when I was, I guess I must've been like nine years old, 10 years old. She was in one of the shows they had, Okay, so one of the big things that uh, King's Dominion did for me was give me a love of eating near animatronics. I just like that that stepping into a very air-conditioned place with these like clicking old animatronics, trying to get you like worried about something. Ah, I loved it. And my sister worked in- speaking our language. Yes, we all are nodding Um, in agreement. Yeah, I have. I mean, I've also priced old tin and aluminum statues and animatronics from uh, uh king's dominion before and i'm like i'm still not there in my career um oh really but, wait how crazy does it get where did where, well there's just there aren't a, there aren't a lot out there um people are holding on to their old singing mushrooms and stuff because that was a big feature they had singing mushrooms too. oh i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have a little singing mushrooms clip we'll, we'll get to that in oh a good because <laughs> i saw a picture of those and i i was 
you know, this is a big park for me, but somehow I had re- I remembered quite a bit of it. Did not remember those singing mushrooms. I don't know how that escaped my view. They were right by, I believe, the um, like a merry-go-round or bumper car, something that had like a roof over it. So the, it wasn't. I think it was a station for the like gondolas, the like sky bucket kind oh, of. Oh, that's what it was. I yeah. remember the roof. Yeah. So I mean, I guess they were entertaining if you're standing they're waiting to get on the sky gondola. But, um, but my sister got a job at a show inside of this, um, jungle themed restaurant that had a bunch of, um, you know, different animals and explorers like popping out of different parts of the room being like, well, I'm a snake. You better get a hamburger, you know, that kind of stuff. (laughs) And the show that she was in on the stage there was a, um, uh, like it was like a review of, fairy tale princesses. So sometimes she played Cinderella. Sometimes she played, um, uh, little red riding hood. Sometimes she played, you know, um, Rapunzel, all that stuff inside the jungle themed restaurant, which made no sense. Absolutely no sense. But when you have, when you're looking to make shows for a theme park, you're going to be dealing with a glut of pretty teenage musical theater girls. So why not write to that? Why not yeah, right. put together some shows that are like, mm, this is definitely, we can pull this off with the, uh, the high schoolers in town. As opposed to um, some jungle show, like, cause then you need people to play like, uh, you know, like a, old explorers in like the big mm-hmm. white hats or that, that's, that's yeah. more of a stretch for a 16 year old girl probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or animals, you know, some sort of budget jungle book type of thing they could have done. Sure. But. Sure. But then your face paint budget. Uh, goes through the roof. Yeah, yeah, and your animatronics are doing most of that work for you. So why double it up? I did not learn about this jungle animatronic restaurant. This is very delightful. Mm, yeah, yeah. There was definitely an explorer that like popped out of a stew pot at one point. Wow, it was, yeah, it was pretty best. great. Yeah, the explorer stew pot. Mm-hmm. Um, what a weird old trope that I feel like <laughs> there used to be like uh, seventy movies a year that can that had that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, obviously there's, there are racist connections, so it it has, it's good that it's died off, but I also, I feel like Bugs Bunny did a lot to make it stick around. I feel Mm. like Bugs Bunny was just always ending up in somebody's stew pot. Um, Yeah. Rabbits do, you know? Right. Was that, was the stew pot like the really of six, 70 years ago? (laughs) Yeah. It was, well, I think actually we referred to it as uh, that's gotta hurt. Of Got it. Years ago. Yeah. Which yeah. I hate to be hacky, but being cooked in a stew pot, that's gotta hurt. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, look, it, uh, when it's true, it's true. Uh, um I did your uh, did your sister enjoy her uh, her role in this uh, in this show? Did she do it for a while? She just did it for one summer and then she w- went to work at Hershey Park the summer after that. Oh, um, wow. What happened? Yeah, What'd she do at the big Hershey show. Park? We've covered that. She did a 1950s review. So she was sometimes a nerd, sometimes a cheerleader, you know, sometimes what, a poodle skirt kind of Bobby Soxer. What was your reaction? Were you like, this is awesome? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God, this means I get to go all the time. I can go anywhere I want in the park. I can get in for free. None of those things were true. None of them were true. <laughs> it was a huge disappointment. I think I got to go like twice that summer. And uh, one of the time, the first time I went, I actually won 
a prize at one of those games where you um, you have to hit a mallet onto a thing and it makes this little rubber fl- frog flap onto a um, lily pad. And I, I won, I think it was like a stuffed alligator. I was very excited about it and um, gave it to my sister to take home so that I didn't have to like walk around with it. They don't let park employees take home prizes. What? I, uh, I didn't get that alligator. Uh, what? Yeah. Like insider trading or something? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I I was so upset about that for years. And still, when I see that game, some part of me is like, maybe I get it back. No, no. The time has passed. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I would be heartbroken. That would never leave me if I had that happen to me. <laughs> That's yeah, also was, some ridiculous, like, King's Entertainment Company, like, red tape. That doesn't... She didn't... When you won it, she was, like, holding on to it for you. Like, But they had no proof of that. And uh, I don't know, maybe you could be, get really good at the games if you worked there and game the system with their bad, cheap prizes. I mean, it's not like they, they were giving out watches, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. this is not equivalent to McMillions. They're not, uh, this is not a massive <laughs> Although if anybody does want to invest in that type of a documentary, I'd be willing to go along with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ten episodes minimum. <laughs> How much can we stretch this uh, documentary yeah. into? We haven't talked about like games, I think, a lot on the, like prizes from carnival type games and even stuff like this where they cheap out, I feel like, on plush. Yeah. Where there's this... like styrofoamy like crap in... This was better than a lot of those, like a state fair prize. Definitely. It's just like a a cardboard box inside of it. But I do remember that this was probably the best stuffed animal that's ever been and was perfect and beautiful. You're like half hour uh, spent with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what got taken from me. The best stuffed animal ever. Was it the Hanna-Barbera alligator? What is his name? No. It wasn't. It was just generic. No. Yeah, okay. just generic. Yeah. It's really now I didn't realize we were opening up your like loss of innocence story. It's okay, thank you. But <laughs> hmm. uh yeah, I also went camping there one time with Girl Scouts. Camp there? Yeah, they had a campground. And they had this big Girl Scout thing where just tons of Girl Scouts went and camped out, and I was again so excited that I could not sleep. And it rained horribly. So our tent flooded and I was just like, you guys, can you believe that we're going to ride the Grizzly tomorrow? This is going to be so great. And everyone was like, you're making it worse. This is truly awful what you're doing. Um, But yeah, it it felt like that felt like really being an insider at the park. Did you ever consider also trying to perform there? I mean, you're a very good uh, improviser, uh, musical improviser. Did this, did you go, I got to get on stage here too? No, I didn't. Cause at that point, by the time I was a teenager, I wasn't really doing that kind of performing. I wasn't really doing musical theater stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, it seemed like it didn't seem like my sister had a great time. It seemed like kind of a grind. And I was like, well, I wouldn't want to turn something that I love into that. Plus I didn't know that I had the chops for it. I don't know. I mean, oh, interesting. My sister's been Tony nominated since then. Oh, I can't say that. that right? Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Is the, in hindsight, though, or right now, is there any role in a Disney park or in King like, that you would go? You know what? I'd do this for a couple of weeks. That seems good. Yes, uh, the, the, I would definitely play like the weird 
comedic part in any of them. Like the girl who runs in and is like, what? A time machine? Guys, we can't do that. And then like someone else is like, stop it, Carla. We're doing whatever we need to, to go find them. hits of the past. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's a, so that one is about like collecting all of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Oh, that, time travel. That would definitely work, right? <laughs> yeah. Seems, that's pretty like what theme park shows are. Yes. Yeah. That's a, like we've talked about those Disney Cruise Line musicals. That's almost exactly what they're like. Yeah. Or like the Universal Studios uh, show with all the or I guess it's Islands of Adventure, maybe show where it's like different monsters performing in a band. Oh, oh, oh. coming up on podcast the ride. Yes. Beetlejuice's <laughs> graveyard review. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, um, they have it year round in the one in Florida. It's not a seasonal thing. And it's oh. not so much about it, about the year in review. It's just like, Hey, it's me, the bride of Frankenstein. I think I could probably play guitar. Guitar. Oh yeah, because I'm the Wolfman and I can play drums. And then they do a bunch of yes. Songs. They bulldozed it a few years ago to build a no. very, a very poorly received Fast and Furious uh, slap well, That ride. was that. Oh no. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get into it in that episode. Uh, oh jeez. Hmm. Uh, yeah. um, I well also you have to think that um, being in a theme park show is the opposite of improvising. I, I would say there is no room for improvising yeah. typically. Yeah. Well, like if you whittled. <laughs> yes, Mike. I'm just going to say maybe the genie in the California Adventure Disney's Aladdin show where he's dropping topical references. I do think he has a little wiggle room to throw some stuff out. But that's yeah. the exception that proves the rule. Mm. Like how everything much, else is pretty well coordinated. You know? How much wiggle room is there with the uh, Jungle Cruise pattern? That's a good question. I feel like you could probably get in like a couple sentences here and there. I've I've been on different cruises where I go, this is, ex I've been on one where it's like exactly what you think it is. And then I have been on ones where they're throwing stuff in in between the normal script. So I mm -hmm. think you can probably get away with it. You just have to be smart about it. Yeah. There was a strange time where uh, they were they rethemed everything to the 1930s due to the Indiana Jones ride, and they outlawed topical references entirely. <laughs> if it's not something from the 30s, you cannot bring it up. And and audiences hated it. The people working there hated it. Every, this was a failure across the board, and they uh, I think they reversed it at some point. That's uh, awful. Was it all just like like a pre-Nazi kind of jokes like? It seems like something weird's happening in Germany, but look, a hippo. Like, in the It was mostly about that, yeah. It was mostly yeah, about yeah, yeah. pre Nazi turn over. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Movies in color. Get this one to the loony bin. <laughs> Scott, yeah. how many? How much improvising were you doing on the studio tour? How, how much? Because Scott was a tour guy at Universal. Um, would you, with percentage wise, how often would you go a little off script just for to say something that might have you saw and wanted to comment on? Uh, I wanted to do it. Mo I did more than I was supposed to because they threatened that they would secret shop you and you could get in trouble. Um, oh. I definitely tried to, but boy, if you were, uh, if you were feeling lazy, there was a way to do it the barest bare minimum humanly possible. There were like certainly ones where it's like, eh, it's too hot to be funny. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but my favorite thing for sure was like making up uh, false info if I could. 
Um, uh, like fun fact. Yeah, yeah. There was this. I forget if I said it on the show before, but I made it this whole thing. There was a montage you could show about uh, uh, bloopers, and I made up all this stuff about how bloopers were named after a guy named George Bloop <laughs> because he uh, uh, he was the first actor to make a mistake on camera because he transitioned <laughs> from the silent era to the talky era, and he forgot that he had to say lines out loud. Uh, so from from then on, they were called bloopers. And that one was just so like dry and what movie facts are actually like that I would watch faces at that one like, real interesting. Like, I think that one traveled. I think people yeah. went home <laughs> the, the first, to friends and the, family. The first blooper was actually, oh, shit, I forgot. I have to say things, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They were extreme. Yeah. Yeah, he was also extremely profane. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> cock. Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is this a, a a a clean podcast? No, it is. It is not. Except that there's uh, at various points guilt about people's parents, our own parents, maybe yeah. hearing it, uh, being shocked that we've turned that's so to nice that profanities. Your uh, yeah, mine yeah. don't because they're still on like burner cell phones. Like they wouldn't know how to off the get a podcast if they had detailed instructions, but uh, the other ones do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jason and my mom, Jason's mom, they don't care for the cursing. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. No, it's that's just okay. uh, Jason and I. Yeah, it's on you guys. Uh, yeah. Do, yeah. My mom sent an email about it saying, like, it's not just me who doesn't like it. Young people don't like it either. And that was after <laughs> she listened to a live <laughs> recording of a sold out show <laughs> that we had just done. But, but were those the people who buy tickets so they can boo every time you curse? Uh, okay, there was a little of that, and I yeah. was wondering what the explanation <laughs> for it was. So Yeah, yeah, that's what young people do. They're, yeah. It's cancel huh. culture. The, the that is what, <laughs> so the original cancel culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. tis, tisking mm-hmm. profanity. Cancel mm-hmm. culture is yeah, mainly about getting people <laughs> to stop saying crap. <laughs> uh, um, please, I'm well, here and I'm a kid. So sorry. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we'll be good. We'll be good from now on. We'll be good. <laughs> well, let's be here. Let's be good by watching some like uh, some very wholesome entertainment, as alluded to uh, from. The singing mushrooms, and in fact, this is some this is some very like parent-approved material because that's uh, exactly what they're singing about. And the voice that you'll hear at the beginning is a frog who is introducing uh, some four singing mushrooms uh, who are multicolored. Uh, here, here's a clip. Wake up, boys! You're on. I think he says he, he kind of grades him on the performance. Let's hear it for the mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> this 
mic now. When, I said, <laughs> when I said I was moving to Los Angeles, this is what my mom dreamt of for me, is to be a frog in a top hat. With a collar. <laughs> with like a dick with a collar, and a, and a yeah. cigar. And a cigar. Yeah, yeah he, he's like a sleazy promoter. Like he's going to get the payment mm. and run out on those mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot more mobile than the mushrooms, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's like that Partridge family guy, the dad who... No, he wasn't a dad. He Ru- was just... Ru- Scott, are you talking about Reuben Kincaid, the manager yeah, of the Partridge family? <laughs> there was maybe a point in time I could uh, remember the name Reuben I Kincaid, think, but not... I feel now. like Reuben Kincaid was not crooked. That's my memory of the Partridge family, but I could be wrong. It would have like been a much darker show, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's for the gritty child trafficking coming. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he was selling off partridges for other purposes. Ruben you know, for me, you sing when I say you sing, seven year old. He was not like Lou Pearlman, I don't think. <laughs> no. when, not with them, but maybe with some other families who he felt he could well, exert some more control over. Scott, when you work on the young Reuben Kincaid spinoff for Peacock, you Kincaid. can do whatever Kincaid. You can do whatever you want with that IP. Okay, Jesse Plemons, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Complicated depth. Yeah. 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 You uh, and you get the choice. You get to pick which classic rock song is slowed down and whisper sung over the trailer. Oh, Kincaid. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's got to uh, be come on. It's got to be like Partridge Fam. Like, come on. There's a song. That yeah, that's we're good. Singing. It's got to be something like, right? Come on, get happy. Yeah. yeah. Piano like single. It's so ironic yeah. to hear, come on, Piano get happy. Piano key. Really sad. <laughs> yeah, one key. Yeah. Yeah. From Scott Gardner. <laughs> the Very stirring. Finally, my turn to Dark Showrunner. Um, yeah. But it still involves uh, bell bottoms. So uh, everybody's happy. Um, that's one form of entertainment. Uh, another that I'm very fond of, uh, that I'll just throw out. I'm curious if Jason or Liza ever got to see, uh, when Paramount, uh, came in. So, so this was not a Paramount part, much like King's Island. You can check that episode out, uh, from a couple years ago. Uh, but Paramount bought this park at some point and started installing Paramount properties. And they, I think they really announced their arrival for the first time in a big way with Paramount on ice, did anybody get to see oh, Paramount on For sure. I did. Yeah, I brought it. Yeah, it comes up on the King's Island because um, that has the uh, Star Trek ice skating sequence. Yes. Uh, which might, did we talk about it in the Star Trek one too? Uh, a little uh, yeah, bit. There's a big Star I Trek zone. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, ice skating thing at King's Dominion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah there was- this is a park that is only open in the summer. This is not like a year round park. This is. Yeah, well, it was it's sweltering,ly hot. Yeah, but like, wh- why, why bother? Put it, make it a, put, put it. They've got a lake right there. Make it a, a jet ski show. That yeah, is true. a weird I don't know idea. If they had such a thing. Um, they did. They had a water stunt show for a while. Oh, really? Like water skiing and yeah, just put hey, those cool. people in Star Trek outfits. Same yeah, well. that's, that's good. They had it, I guess. They had the facilities. Uh, wait, Jason, uh, what were you saying? Well, I was going to say, I think part of the appeal of the ice skating theater, I remember going in there, and the appeal of a lot of indoor places at parks located on the East Coast in the summertime, um, Virginia gets very muggy. Virginia gets super hot and super humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anywhere... 
I feel like my family, yeah, we saw the ice skating show, and I just remember eating at uh, Country Kitchen a lot because it had, like, food that you could tell was cooked. Like, it, it was good. <laughs> like, it was fried chicken and barbecue, and mm-hmm. everywhere else, I don't, as a kid, I was very happy to eat pizza for most meals. But uh, my parents were a little uh, frustrated by that. That said, I did find a King's Dominion map where it just listed food items and like a long list of like pizza, funnel cake, um, ice cream, hot dog. And it would tell you every place you could get that one item. And I don't know how that didn't become a theme park map standard. Like, yeah, that is a great idea to get a child to stop screaming. Yeah. I, they, I, I don't know if this was an era thing or a um, King's Dominion thing or what, but I do remember getting popcorn shrimp for the first time at King's Dominion, which seems like kind of an, an odd theme park food choice. Yeah. And it was from this stand that was like primarily popcorn shrimp. Like that was, hmm. you know, they have those little round ones with the, with the different lines can come up and they just have buckets of the same kind of food inside. Yeah. It was like a popcorn shrimp stand. I also I remember at some point trying popcorn shrimp and it seeming like exotic and me thinking that oh, this is adult food. I bet mm-hmm. as a, so as an adult, I'll mainly be subsisting on <laughs> <Yes>. popcorn shrimp. <laughs> I'll move out of this whole uh, chicken finger era that I'm still in right now, having gotten past the chicken nugget stages of my youth and eventually <laughs> arrive at popcorn shrimp. A true adult. <laughs> I could never, never a full like roasted chicken. Those that's for elderly no. people. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> maybe yeah, before yeah. I die, yeah. but it'll be breaded uh, up through my fifties. Mm-hmm. I'll be yeah. married and uh, have matured to the tender period of my life. Oh, nice, <laughs> very yeah. sweet. Yeah. Um, um, I well, that, here wait just really quick before I move on from the ice show. My my favorite thing about the ice show is that it's it's a lot of uh, I had to like Shazam what some of the songs were because it's not quite like Disney where you recognize the melodies. Mm. Um, like I didn't know maybe other people without Shazamming it would know the theme from terms of endearment. <laughs> I, I didn't know that, that score. That... Oh, wait, yes, I think so. Wait, that's a pretty famous melody, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if I'm right, I, I had a music box of it. That was one of those, um, I was a, I was a real music box head when I was a kid too. So really? a lot of the hits that way. Yeah. How many music boxes? Right. Uh, like at least a dozen. I started collecting. I was, I would also, as soon as I had two or three of something be like, I'm a collector of this thing now mm. I must complete it. And so every time I saw a music box on sale, uh, no matter what it was, I would be like, yep, here we go. <laughs> You'd be uh, surprised by what the, musical contents were it's not like you bought it because it was terms of endearment no 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 it would and it would very often not have anything to do with it um like the outside and the inside but but yeah i was like oh great a a sale dick tracy music box that will be what my allowance goes to (laughs) for sure do you still have that uh i don't know my mom contacted me recently and was like what are you doing with these music boxes get them out of my house (laughs) so i might still have them i should Mm. i should find out um it's a general stress for everybody the what do i do with my childhood (laughs) belongings that the pen you're like how do i I, it's hard for me to make this a priority to solve it especially for you guys who uh, grew up across the country 
yeah. I don't like to think about it. even the stuff I have out here in LA. I was a collector too, Eliza, and um, still have only partly shaken that habit, and it's ruining my fucking life. I have to do something with this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, I yeah. went through a, a big action figure phase when I was in high school also. That, oh. uh, Every Christmas. I just had to like, just give the box away. Just oh, like, yeah. I wonder, I wonder what it's like to have a really bad action figure problem. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what that yeah. could be like. But I, we used to like drive around. We knew which days the shipments were at different toy stores, and we would like drive around and look for specific short stack action figures. Which, which, was, fi- which figures were they? Usually they were, I mean, this is part of why I was into it. Usually they were the female characters. Um, the short stacks would be, so they, they would stack them in a box and, you know, they would have like this size of a stack of um, Batman and like this many Wonder Womans. So the, the female characters were worth a little bit more. So it would be uh, like any yeah. any popular thing like Batman or like whatever female character was in the line of that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I think I had some earthworm gym stuff even, or no, the tick. I had, uh, the, the queen bee from the tick and uh, a lot of different star Wars things. And yeah, it was, uh, it was weird, but you know, when you don't have anything to do when you're a teenager, you're like, yeah, sure. I'll spend Tuesday night driving around looking at the toy sections and Rite Aid and Toys R Us. Let's see if I can uh, dig up something that feels special. For sure. Honestly, I, I miss doing that during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. eBaying and Amazoning isn't uh, the same thing. Exactly. I, okay, so, um, oh, wait, one more thing about this ice show. Uh, there's a, it's mostly like kind of love ballads and stuff, but then there's a funny part with Frank Drebin from Naked Gun, where, which they convey just <laughs> like any ice skater with a white wig. Um, and he's like, try, he's doing like a parody of a romantic pairs figure skating but he keeps like falling over and tripping on stuff and pulling curtains down and like yanking parts of her clothes off and her wig. Uh, and it's good. It's really funny. <laughs> it brought me uh, a lot of joy. I was like ready to judge it and dislike it, but it was uh, just very sincere, good ice physical comedy. The ice clowning section of the show. Yeah. 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 You got to do it. Cause if yeah. it's all, if it's, if it's too serious to, uh, and, and, or too scary with all that Star Trek stuff and those Klingons. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, right. a lot of, is it a Simpsons joke of like a theme park show called hooray for everything? Like that, <laughs> that is what like theme, especially King's dominion or Hershey park where they're only booking for like the summer season and they have a small cast it is a lot of like ages eight to 80 sort of stuff. So you're getting a lot of brill building like classics, at least back in the nineties, you were getting a lot of standards and like early rock songs. And then like, there might be one like eighties rock song. And that's the like, Oh, that's, that's to switch it up a little before we get back to to do Ron Ron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We had a budget and we decided we had to decide which songs to spend it on. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, if someone can think of a motorcycle thing, we got a bunch of handlebars from when we did the <laughs> leader of the pack song last year. So, mm-hmm. Oh, we still have my boyfriend's back. Also great. Can we build something out from that? Perfect. <laughs> uh, um, the, uh, 
Uh, I'm curious what was going on musically in this show. Flintstone Follies. What a delight. I would love to know what the rest of Flintstone Follies was. I mean, this is, and it's not just the Flintstones. Huckleberry Hound, Yogi Bear, uh, who's Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw? Hong Um, Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. It's everybody. I mean, the whole. Uh, you alluded to it at, at the beginning, Eliza, but, but uh, Hanna-Barbera was, was part of this park, at least in the early days. And I oh, think I got 35 more years. Around. Hanna-Barbera characters oh. were there for 35 years. Even after Paramount, <laughs> they stuck around. Yeah. Why is I, some of oh sorry go Scooby ahead. Uh, Scooby doing a convert got a Corvette? <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite. Nice. Yeah. I'm not sure this like luxury car uh Scooby Doo's posing next to it. Just like behind a building, just like a place you'd go sneak off and smoke cigarettes and uh, with a license plate, KD Scoob. Yeah. Um, And my other favorite photo in Hanna-Barbera world is uh, here's the gang. Here's Scooby and Barney Rubble and Fred Flintstone in a really strange flattened Yogi Bear. Yeah. His head is too small. Yeah, that's not the proportions of. I mean, it, he odd. looks like a a rock landed on his head and <laughs> crushed it down by F. Well, I mean, hanging out with the Flintstones, who knows, right? That's you know um, what you're getting into. Hey, everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here. DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. I have, uh, I had framed pictures, or my parents have had framed pictures, they might have switched them out, of me at different ages, one with um, Fred Flintstone and one with Quick Draw McGraw. And I believe the Quick Draw McGraw was partly because the friend that I had gone to Kings Dominion with, her brother was working there, her teenage brother was working there as Quick Draw McGraw. So I remember talking to a guy in a suit and being like, hey, or no, I think maybe she wasn't with me. I just knew it because I remember going up to the some teenager in one of these suits, um, being like, "Are you are you Sally's brother? I, I I know her." And the guy was like, "Yes, I can't, but I can't talk. But st- stop." Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a lot of shrugging and a lot of like uh, trying to communicate no to me. <laughs> um, that's a, the theme park uh, celebrity is a weird fleeting like it's the biggest kind of so the most accessible kind of celebrity when you're 12 and yet well, completely meaningless uh, in the broader spectrum and there was some local celebrity crossover in that there was a i believe q94 um which was the big um uh, you know pop music radio station booth at the bottom of the eiffel tower at king's oh. dominion so sometimes they would be broadcasting live from King's Dominion. And so when you're oh. walking around, you can be like, whoa, that is a radio DJ. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is this, Hollywood? Come on. <laughs> um, I bet, he, I bet he's, he could see me and is probably talking about me eating these warheads outside, staring through the glass. <laughs> uh. Uh, what, what are you showing us here, uh, Jason? Okay, so this um, photo uh, of, of a bunch of Hanna-Barbera characters, you know, the whole gang. This Sco- uh, Yogi looks pretty good. Scooby looks 
like he has hives on his face, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he has an infection. He's like beet red. I <laughs> just remember as a kid, like this photo was on all the promotional stuff. And I feel like I stared at this photo. Like I know this photo better than pictures of extended family members. <laughs> like I loved this so much. And this might be a good time for us to talk about because I, I cannot state how big this park loomed in my mind as a child. Like I live three hours away I checked the drive from my childhood home to Kings Dominion was just over three hours. So um, it felt far enough away that it was an event when we were going, uh, but it it was close enough you could drive to it. You didn't have to fly to it like Disney World. Was and it a, would you stay overnight there? Yeah, we would stay overnight and usually make it a few day trip of a couple nights at the, and I found this, I'm so glad I found it, the Best Western King's Quarters Motel just on the other side of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I am so was so excited to learn that not only is it still standing, the pictures from the last few years show that it has not changed very much <laughs> for better or worse besides I think it's a Wyndham now, but they had an arcade, they had wow. shuffleboard. I, it probably goes without saying I was a big time shuffleboard kid. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does, and yet it I'm does, glad you said and it. Yet, so I was so thrilled to have an arcade and a shuffleboard, and you got on a shuttle bus um, that would take you right to the entrance of the park. I believe Eliza, the campground, I think was adjacent to the hotel or was in the, the neck of the woods of the hotel. Yeah. But King's Dominion was the home to one of my favoriteest places in the whole wide world, Yogi's Cave. Yes. Let me yeah. try and share uh, a, a, this picture. A, a walk this, through. Is, this is what would greet you. Um, this guy right here, Yogi himself is outside fishing. And unfortunately, it seems like all he ever catches is a boot, I believe yeah. it was. <laughs> Just up and down with that boot. <laughs> up and down with the boot. Um, but uh, yeah, Scott and Mike, I sent you a link. There is a walkthrough video online of you want Yogi's me to share that cave. now? Yeah, if you want to share that. Uh, Or we find out it's uh, 35 minutes long. I wish it was. (laughs) He wants all of them. I could do an hour on yoga. Eliza, it's good that you're here, or else I would just be (laughs) telling my memories of this park and telling them to shut up. Is there anything particular you'd like? Are we just going to enjoy this? I honestly would rather see uh, you playing shuffleboard as a youth. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like we're, we're walking through Yogi's Cave here, and it looks like, you know, it's fake rocks, which we love on the show. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. families, and there's like hieroglyphics in mm-hmm. the cave. Of yeah. How he evolved. And there's Yogi footprints. So you could be like, I'm going to walk exactly on his footprints. Okay. Is it, uh, it, how Yogi there's evolved. gems. There's gems <laughs> in the wall. Hmm? Did Yogi find gems on the cartoon ever? Wasn't he just looking to steal someone's lunch? Uh, this is just where he crashes, you know? This is where him and his friends He could hang have been out. rich. He actually could have been rich, yeah. I don't yeah, know if but, this is... I mean, it's, it also might have gotten ugly. Those do appear to be uncut mm. gems. So. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Probably just as well. <laughs> so wait, Boo-boo. Yogi then is... Sandler in this mm-hmm. uh, metaphor. Well, he's he is the calmer version who didn't go down that path. Mm. <laughs> there are animatronic well, frogs in this too. So many animatronics. <laughs> um, you can stop it, Mike. 
because uh, Yogi is not actually in the cave, really. He's outside, oh. kind of greeting you. Those uh, frogs oh. move. Uh, there Boo-boo. are more frogs. That more sing. frogs. Boo Boo is conducting them. Uh, if is you can he? Catch that. It's really quick. Yeah. Are they all playing? They're all sharing one big harmonica. They're all sharing a big <sighs> harmonica. What? This is not actual. This is like extended Yogi Bear verse because this never appeared in any cartoon. There was never like his magical cave that was huge. He was just like a bum that would run around and terrorize the ranger, right? Like yeah, there was never anything. What, but that's what they did with the ET's ride. That's true. Universal. Oh yes, so. not yeah. in the original source material. I mean, yeah, we do in like a way, that. I guess that's kind of what you want is to expand yeah, the universe. Show us more. Show us more. You show us more. Did. This is also this. Um, I watched an interview with the like former head of King's Dominion, and he described this place as a tilt house because it's built on a very slight angle, so you are mm-hmm. off kilter the whole time. You're leaning. Uh, yeah, and it's just a walk through. And I would just go in the. This was one of the first rides where I was just go through the entrance, go through the whole thing, out the exit, wave to my family, and go right back into the entrance, <laughs> just again and again. Like why? Uh, I just loved it. I just love. I love the music. I love the waterfalls and the gems. It was just like, it was so. Were great. you were you a big Yogi Bear fan in addition to this? I mean, I think everyone probably watched the cartoons and had some affection for Yogi and Boo Boo. But were you a particularly big Yogi fan, or was it just the actual cave itself that was co- that kept you coming back for more? I liked I liked all the Hanna Barbera cartoons. I mean, heavily syndicated when we were all growing up. So sure. like. It was very excited to just go into a character's house, I guess. And also, this is likely an early exposure to, like, the theme park smells. Like, it's very cold. The water smells. Like... I was almost, I was about to say with that waterfall part, I would remember you would get, like, a little mist from that. So, when it was really, really hot, that that was a whole reason to go through that. That alone, just the cooling waterfall mist. Yeah. yeah. Going into the character's house, I will say now that brought up a memory of that being a, like an obsessive thought I had as a kid. And I didn't have Toontown because we went to Florida, we went to Disney World, and they had like Mickey's Birthday Land, which had a little Mickey's house, but it wasn't Toontown, which I would read about. And I thought, of course, I'll never go there. We don't go to California. <laughs> so I was like obsessively thinking like, you're going to go into Goofy's house? I love Goofy. I'd love to go in his house. I want to see what his bed looks like. Yeah, Disney so, cribs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so I get that. So it was Yogi. It was like Yogi's crib. Yogi's, yeah, yeah. And Boo Boo was there. There was a couple of generic bears just kind of around too, just cause, so they could kind of pat it out. But I think I just like the off kilter feeling and the uh, yeah, just seeing some of the Hanna Barbera characters. And, it, and it's called a tilt house. That's what he called it. I'd never heard the term before. I, I think like fun house kind of. Uh, we, just, yeah. we just heard the term madhouse for the first time in the, on the Europe episodes, which is yeah. like a whole, like when it, what was it described as when like the, the walls kind of spin and keep the, where you are stationary. Yeah. So I'm wondering if tilt house and madhouse. madhouse. Yeah. I like the house yeah. genre is something we need to investigate more. Yeah, it, sure. so, so like when you would see yourself walking, when you'd see people inside when you were outside and you're getting ready to walk into it, they all looked tilted mm-hmm. because oh. they were tilting to like keep themselves right balanced. So oh, it, gotcha. it, it had kind of a like, ooh. And it would me- like mess with your equilibrium. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which was fun. 
And that this was is great. This is like in camera effects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they I think the very first time I went, I was super like kindergarten young and would have been I we might have gone once right before Paramount took over. And then Paramount took over, and that to me, it it just in my mind, it just like upped the game because like I started to know like movie studio, like I was like, oh, Disney is movies, Universal is movies, Paramount is movies too. So then when you get Hanna-Barbera characters, yeah, it's legit. So then I became a weird little kid who didn't want to just tell all its relatives about Yogi's Cave. He wanted to tell them about the Days of Thunder simulator attraction. You might remember <laughs> Days of Thunder, the 1990 yeah. Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. Wait, that, last that's where that movie. was? I definitely wrote that. I, oh, yeah. I remember when that yeah. was new and it was like a big fucking deal. And yeah, it was all the radio commercials were like Days of Thunder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So wow. you were excited about that just as much as you were about Yogi's Cave. Days of Thunder and Yogi's Cave. And I really liked the motel, even though we would constantly be switching rooms because my mom would be like, we asked for non-smoking. There's ashes. There's a full ashtray and it smells like cigarettes in here. You're and in Virginia. We'll- yeah, that's what I. Well, the funniest one we had to we checked in once and we're like the floor is uh has popcorn on it. <laughs> what what's up? Did you not want it like that? The, I did, you, did not. Did want you it. not want a popcorn room? Okay, well, specify. Just in yeah, a no, bag uh, or on a shelf or I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> yeah, Virginia, uh, you're going to have smoking sections everywhere. When I was a kid, also, we would have more than once, multiple times, I had field trips to the Philip Morris plant. And you would get to tour wow. and see them. Yeah, see them making those. And then you would get, um, when you left, every kid would get this big pen that has all the names of the brands around it. So it'd be like Benson and Hedges, Marlboro. Um, so everybody's house had tons of these huge oversized novelty pens with cigarettes. And, and apparently, according to my sister, teenagers would actually be given cigarettes as they're leaving. Yeah. Great. Whoa. Wow. We should have done this as a topic for today's episode. <laughs> oh, That's man. a themed experience. Tour. I mean, yeah, you're on a factory floor watching people make cigarettes. Wow. Sure. That's wild. But you did ride a little, there was a little tram that they would, you know, ride, drive you around in. So, yeah. The cigarette tram. <laughs> wow. So that means in Virginia, you could go to the Philip Morris factory tour and then go to Bush Gardens and go to the beer brewery tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I be- and, and, and that would have been on the way, too, I believe. Well, sort of. Yeah. yeah not, not quite, but um, so kids, you definitely could do future. that in one day. Here's your <laughs> yeah. future. Uh, cigarettes or beer or both. You choose. Mm-hmm. The yeah. future is bright. Or and then shuff- go hang out or- with some Navy guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, that God. that is, uh, yeah, that was our full trip. We would do a couple days at Kings Dominion, couple days at Bush Gardens, and one begrudging day at Colonial Williamsburg. Boop. Which I was a nerdy kid. I liked history, but when you go up, grow up in the like original colonies, that, that it is a little. It's like, well, it's everywhere. It, it's interesting. I like this. But it's not a theme park. Like, no. come on. You're not going to compete with Yogi's Cave and Days of Thunder. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, what? so you see somebody make a candle, and that's the highlight of your day, when in the distance, you can see Bush Gardens. Yeah. That would be the thing that would drive me crazy every time I had to go to Colonial Williamsburg for anything. I'd be like, I can literally see the fun. It's <laughs> 
that close. Why can't we just go do that instead? My parents made a lot of, um, my, my, my dad's a filmmaker. And so my parents made a bunch of films for the Jamestown Yorktown foundation. You know, like when mm-hmm. you go to a, a, a museum or reenactment place and they're like, this is what it was like. Here's the story of Jamestown. My dad made those. So I had to spend a lot of time there just like hanging out in break rooms, watching reenactors drink diet Cokes in between their shifts. <laughs> and I was wow. like, wow, oh, if this wow. couldn't, if I, if, if any kid thought this couldn't get more boring, guess what? It can. <laughs> well, for little Scott, I was a history buff. I talked a long time ago about how I, um, there was a video that I saw at the independence hall in Philadelphia and my mom and I liked it so much that we bought it and made my class watch it when we returned. And it was like, this is from Scott and Mrs. Gardner. And then it's the dullest, most morose, what? smoky old movie you've ever seen. So what I would did you like about it? it? Um, I don't remember now. Um, because now I like it because it's weird and sad and morose. But why would I have liked it then? I think it was like, I think ghosts were involved. I think it's like... Well, John I, Adams walking around the, these grounds where I used to step and where I dreamed of democracy. Ooh, paranormal. That's a fun twist on it. Yeah, I, um, that, it was probably that. Ghosts of history appearing to me. Uh, yeah, I, I'll send you a link to one of my parents when somebody sent it to me recently and was like, hey, here's this thing where I, I was an extra in your parents um history movie. It's it's streaming for free now. And I was like, well, OK, yes. Wow. So it was like period movie it wasn't about like here's what james sounds like now it was like no. here's a full period i think i would have loved this the, the, yeah. the skinner family output yeah they made one and then they like had to do an update on it and then there was at one point they also reenacted the voyage and my dad made a documentary about the reenactment of the voyage which that was more about like here are some modern day sailors on an old ship what was it like um but I wonder yeah. if my mom has even seen these things independently and show, she's a teacher. She probably, she may have shown these things to her students. Well, my dad's day job was working for the state department of education in Virginia, making educational films. So they're so probably. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. like crazy ones, but like not doing drugs or not huffing oh, paint or sitcom morals. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of those, a lot of things about like, here's the new way that we teach math. Here's a, like, so it would, it would both be like, things to show kids and things to show teachers and things like about what's happening in schools. I was definitely in a, in one about uh, something about like guidance counselors. I remember trying to be like a cool kid and being like, what do you even, what's a guidance counselor even for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Which is, um, it was your idea of what a, like what the cool character is in the theme park show. I guess you had like, it's like to, <laughs> To really pop and be cool, you have to have this. Uh, the voice has got to go up an octave. Yeah, um, you need a little well, that, attitude. That's 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 uh that's eighties acting, I think. <laughs> and it's a not lot anywhere in- close to like organic in the moment. It's like, no. hey guys. Also, there's a lot of crossover between just general child acting and theme park acting. That's the same oh, yeah. style in many ways. That's the bridging the gap, like Scooby. Yes, it's like mm-hmm. it's performing and being confident, but it's not. You're not exactly doing Noah Baumbach style. <laughs> yeah, the the very understated uh, Flintstone you, follies. You know, now that I say that, I'm like, why did I think him of any? Yeah, that basically is theme park acting now that I say it. <laughs> no, <laughs> Insert yeah, a better, see, more nuanced filmmaker. <laughs> I want to see a theme park show about a teenager trying uh, to 
silently process his emotions about his parents' divorce. Um, <laughs> the Squid and the Whale, starring Bam Bam and Pebbles. <laughs> and, and Jabberjaw. And Jabberjaw. <laughs> hey, you're no whale. Um, he's a shark. Uh, there were, uh, so you guys don't like the sad theme park stories I'm getting. Oh, I don't know. Oh, what do you oh, what do you got? I'm curious. Oh, no, we'll do. We'll, we just did Action we... Park where a bunch of a ton of people died. So we, well, you know, we're yeah, mired is, in it right now. This is maybe sadder than people dying. And also mm. this is uh kid rumors, you know. Mm-hmm. I think this actually might have made the news though. Uh there they had a dolphin show right underneath the shockwave which was the stand-up coaster. And those dolphins died. Those dolphins died because oh. that's not where dolphins are supposed to live supposed underneath the stand-up coaster yeah well i mean similarly there was that we haven't talked about lion country safari mm. uh, a whole like lion drive through lion place that they had and lions don't w- want no. to have cars by them or know how to deal with it so yeah, it, it eventually that. like they would just start standing up on the cars and go to sleep on them for a while so then it became a monorail through a grounded monorail through i guess you you you've done this at some point in time yeah i did that monorail um and i i think i did it once and just hated it and i also i do that is one of the things that every now and then i'm like where, where was that where geographically for the rest of the park was there suddenly a safari i have no idea yeah um, i was trying to remember a lot of these parks these older parks that i went to as kids i i a lot of times i will think back to them and then when i find videos of them it's like oh i was nearly right but it was reversed it was on the left side of the eiffel tower it wasn't on the right side like for whatever reason uh, i did remember a lot of the king's dominion stuff when i found old pictures and videos but I, whatever, for whatever reason, I pictured everything was to the right of the Eiffel Tower. And it's like, no, that was oh, a no. smack in the middle. Like, some stuff was left, some was behind, some was to the right. I would guess that's probably, that that was the route that you like to take. Because for yeah. me, if I'm, if I'm entering and I'm looking at the, the Eiffel Tower, I think everything is to the left. You okay. said the right, right? But that would be, that's because when I first started going there, that's where Hanna-Barbera land was. Yes. So that would always be where I'd had. Yeah. Um, and then you go through that to get to, there is a lot of, um, a lot of mountains and rocks. Like when you said you liked rocks there mm-hmm. are, or all of you, I guess they had tons of fake rocks at yeah. this place. There were three rides. They were all inside one mountain, supposedly. That um, was the best. The, the Haunted River uh, Smurf Mountain for mm-hmm. a brief period of time. Wow. And then I forget the third one. Um, well, it changed around. There was Mount Kilimanjaro um, mm-hmm. for a while, and there was the Time Machine, which I think Mount Kilimanjaro became the Haunted River. Um, the Time Machine was one of those ones where it spins around and it sticks you against the wall. Yeah. Um, mm. And so it, so that one didn't, the line didn't move very fast for that one, and I liked it a lot. So I remember being in that line a lot and you would go from being in the line outside to being in the line inside surrounded by all this fake rock, which is all absolutely covered by inches and inches of gum. Um, that was like <laughs> part of what you did at King's Dominion was stick your gum to the wall by the time machine. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, before the Smurfs were the Smurfs, they were the doozers. Oh, yes. Um, well, the, from my opening joke, yes. yeah, there was a ride called, 
Land of the Dew, Journey to the Land of the Dews. Uh, D, that's D-O-O-Z. And it's so confusing because, all right, Smurf Mountain, that is the real Smurfs. Dews, now is that like Dewser, like Fraggle Rock? No, it is not. Oh, apparently. they were just weirdo skin people. They were just these weird little like goblin. Like you want your little things to be fluffy, I think. Right? Yeah, that cutes yeah. them up. Um, this was not that. They were yeah, not like Yeah, weird little. I was describing them to my wife as like little Ziggies. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole race of Ziggies. Yeah, yeah they didn't even a have a little like, more bulbous than Ziggy. I, I, they, yeah, because they were all bald too, right? They were, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like pretty, uh, pretty hairless for the most part. Um, and they wear like weird hats and it looks like wigs essentially. But the point of the the Dooses is that they are a tribe of creatures who live beneath the surface of the earth and they make the world work. So mm-hmm. they <laughs> crank big gears that make the world turn. They push up plants, which makes them grow. They dye the Red Sea. Um, they they, they <laughs> manufacture water and air. They, they, I guess they, they clean they, the, li- the Statue of Liberty's feet, which are not what? actually underground. Um, hmm. which was a surprise to me when I found wait. that out. Uh, yeah, wait, they were, yeah, like, I have a shiny thumbnail of that. They're like, put, they're putting like nail polish on mm-hmm. it. Do you have That's that available? Scene. <laughs> I don't see that. Pull that up. Hang on. Um, I'm not into, remember, I'm not into, foot, I'm not into foot stuff or anything. I just wanted to see this picture. <laughs> yeah, why is so voracious? You're feet. making me do work to see these feet. Oh, wow, um, yeah, I did not see that. That's weird. Yeah, wait. The feet, well... They stole the feet. <laughs> they stole freaks. the Spider-Man ride. They're foot freaks. Yeah. Um, when you're that little, yeah. I mean, uh, this is combining several fetishes, I think. Well, yeah, there are like a couple of them in the background jerking off on the feet. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least it's, there's acceptance. Um, yeah, this... Uh, so they're the proletariat is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And forced to live underground in <laughs> poor conditions, and they uh, don't individually get credit in the way that Professor Back and Forth does. <laughs> um, well, while they run Old them. Faithful, probably for for no yes. money. Maybe they yes. get tossed a yogi gem every once in a while. But well, how much can you do with that? Yeah. So yeah, when this became the, the, I'd never liked the Smurfs. So when that ride became the Smurf ride, I was like, oh. So the bad ride became the worst ride? No thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, this, by the way, is uh, some sort of uh, design car, de- like ride design for one of the things that was at some point in that mountain. Oh. It was like a, a, a journey through Atlantis? early Earth. Yeah, supposedly. Well, that's amazing. Oh, you have wow. like, yeah, you're showing us like real nice, like framed uh, art, like concept art here. That's amazing. Well, it's a, it's a shitty frame and. It doesn't. I, I put it in there myself. Um, but yeah, where did that, I, I that like, come from? How'd you, how'd you get from eBay. Wow. So I was like, it might not be real, but I think it looks cool either way. So I'm putting that up. Yes, you have delved into like King's Dominion oh, yeah. merch and history. Wow. Yeah, I'm not wearing my. Uh, I have a. I have a little necklace that has. You, you remember those spoons that you would get places? They're like your novelty uh, um, uh, souvenir spoon. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So on the top of those, the cheap ones, it would just kind of have a little stuck on button that was like, that would say whatever it was. And they would also sometimes make jewelry out of those stuck on buttons. I'm taking a long way around here, but it's how I thought of it. 
I've got a mm. necklace, uh, a King's Dominion necklace also that has the Eiffel Tower and says King's Dominion. And it's so teeny tiny that people can't tell what it is. So they're like, oh, nice necklace. And I'm like, well, it's from a gift shop and it costs $3. Nice. Um, and I'm a real Jeez. freakazoid to be wearing this at a fancy party. <laughs> Can I get... Think that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, yeah, no freakazoid here. <laughs> Can I get your thoughts on this current uh, eBay item for sale? It's a little frog. Ooh, it's a little Velcro I like him. magnet frog that you can hang up. He says, yeah. Paramount's King's Dominion. Oh, Are you Billy. bidding on that, Jason? No, I thought about it. I don't know what I'd do with it. He's just got Velcro. I guess he's supposed to hang him on a doorknob. I kind of remember these being like souvenir things. You would. You hang him on out. a doorknob and then you get a little bit happier all the time. Well, that's I mean, true. Anything that, that can do that. I mean, so here's my... Loch Ness Monster hat, since this is a visual uh, podcast wow. now. What's um, Loch Ness Monster from? Oh, that's from Bush Gardens. That's, oh, that's okay. the big no. coaster at, at Bush Gardens. Oh, gotcha. And I'm trying to see if I have this one other thing. I've got a... Oh, yeah. There we go. It's the wrong Bush Gardens, but it's a Bush Gardens Ooh, Tampa, Florida. A big, Florida. like, ladder mm-hmm. from <laughs> Tampa? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Tip of the iceberg. I got a lot of this junk because <laughs> I'm like, especially now, like, whatever will make me happy. And oh, the yeah. theme parks of my childhood are what make me happy. When I was a little kid, um, I, I was just so obsessed with theme parks and no one in my family liked them. So I remember my school lunchbox was a Walt Disney World lunchbox. And I had never been, but I was just like, this is the dream. I would collect pamphlets from different theme parks. And just oh. like look through, like lay them out and look through them. Be like, someday, Hershey Park, super duper looper. I'll know what you feel like. <laughs> have you <laughs> made it to all the ones you, you wish to have made it to? Or are there ones that have eluded you? Yeah, I, they, I think so. Because also, the once, the once so many of them transitioned to um, Six Flags, I was like, not as excited. Mm. I, li- I, I like a, uh, a standalone place i haven't been to action park and that that does that that that's sad that that eluded me sure. but um knott's Berry farm oh, that yeah. would be that's oh, that's yeah. a fun one also yeah, i like it. the ones that have um characters and shit that aren't attached to anything so the mm-hmm. fact that knott's Berry farm when i was like really little i had a comic book of knott's Berry farm that was about the knott's Berry bears yes who, yeah. we talked about that Berry tales, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was another thing I would sit and read it and be like, man, sometime got to visit these bears. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably, did, you probably didn't make it to fairy tales because they were, they've been going for a long time. Fairy yeah. tales though is coming back. <gasps> yes. But in a weird, but well, in I'm a suspicious weird. <laughs> of what it is. Aren't you? It's a, well, of course it's a 3d like CGI fairy tales ride, but it's, it's not going to be, it picks up the story. <laughs> um, Again, it's another, uh, I guess this is a, quite a genre, the factory of like maybe undervalued, uh, you know, like our individual personalities are not encouraged. Um, yes. There's a lot of like just uh, uh, sad begotten factories in theme park. I guess I'm projecting that they're sad, but I don't know, those doozes. Uh, 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 of all the theme park factories I've seen, the doozes seem among the most miserable. Uh, well, Scott, you mentioned sad factories, but it, it was a poor city safety ordinance that injured a young Jason Sheridan. I'm, of course, talking about Nickelodeon's Splat City. Uh, oh. I, I will share a picture with you guys. So uh, some background. As we said, Paramount um, took over ownership of these 
parks at a certain point and they started adding more and more stuff your days of thunder your wayne's world your nickelodeon um and they added this nickelodeon play area which you can all see now um mm-hmm. it's perfectly safe i don't uh, see what was the issue could have been was that at the same time that they had it at, at the um mall of america uh i th- i wasn't because mall of america has gone back and forth on nickelodeon and snoopy so i'm yeah. not sure on the uh timing so um but this got added like by the hanna-barbera stuff and it's big water play area and so somewhere in this may it's a kind of a little maze you go through and you get blasted with water from pipes there was a uh a chain link fence uh covered in like green plastic if you can picture like that sort of green plant you would see it like athletic fields and stuff and I ran by that fence, not realizing there was a jagged piece of it sticking out. And it kind of like cut me along the stomach. Not deep. What? Not deep. It, it cut like very fine. Like, uh, Mike, yeah, you, you talked, I maybe talked in the past, the pro wrestling <laughs> term blading, where someone hides a razor blade and does a very <laughs> fine cut. I essentially bladed across my stomach and it caused not a lot Okay, it wasn't a lot of blood, but it was just a continuous stream of blood. Like, and I, first off, I had to get out of the water uh, maze. So I got blasted with chlorine water a couple times before I could get out. And then I found my parents are like, oh, yeah, that's not good. And we were like cleaning it up and it would not stop bleeding. So I had to go to first aid and they used that like liquid bandage on it. And it, it sealed it up, but, and it, it did like heal pretty easily. I didn't have to go to the hospital or anything again, but this was like an inch and a half long, like white scar I had on my stomach for years. Wow. Really? Uh, yeah. That's and, like uh, Dr. Grant taking the Velociraptor uh, yeah. claw at the start of like, that's where I was basically like if an yeah. animal was going f- to kill you, that's where they would have attacked. Pretty much. Yeah. A warning shot from a lion or anything? I think I probably started like really detailed, like, okay, so, okay, King's Dominion added an additional Nickelodeon area. (laughs) In addition to the existing Nickelodeon stuff, there's a busy world of Richard's Scary Cafe. Uh, Next to that is a water. So there's a chain link (laughs) fence. Like, I probably gave them the whole step by step. Yeah. It's near Yogi's Cave. Have I told? I have told you about Yogi's Cave. Okay, got it. Ah, yes. The child date talk <laughs> uh jason have you checked is it, I, you don't need to do it here but have you che- is it completely gone the scar i i i think it might be gone it's hard to tell because i i have a hairy belly now as a man <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard it a to belly <laughs> well what do you I want a hairy belly it? So, but for years I had that like white scar. That was always a reminder of King's Dominion. And otherwise, I don't think we had a lot of like, oh, so-and-so got sick after this ride. Like, I don't think we had a lot of like, besides just the general like heat, like, oh, I want to go back to the hotel. Like, I don't remember Mm. a lot of like friction at King's Dominion. I, I lost $20 in a bathroom there once. Like I left my wallet in there. And I think yeah. then I got the wallet back, but it was minus twenty dollars. 
Uh, that was that, that was pretty. That's upsetting. the worst as a kid. You that feel was like so, so much like, money. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I that's just they recently times. remembered when I lost eighty dollars when I was sixteen, and I remember it was like a bigger crisis than like anything has been in the last five years. Like nothing in uh, having a baby was as stressful as the sixteen-year-old <laughs> losing. at the time. Yeah. It was so much money and you're so disappointed in yourself. And yeah. Oh yeah. That's it's what you run through mentally. You idiot. You stupid idiot. (laughs) And you're ugly too. No one's going to date you either. (laughs) You'll never see that money again. (laughs) I had an even stupider version of that happen. Like same about age, like 60 or 80 bucks. Thought I lost it, and it turns out I had just wedged it in the VHS box that I used to constantly tape The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and so found it three months later when I went to reuse that tape again. Well, that's just uh, a, a treat for you, then. It was a happy ending, but I was like, I, why would I shove money in a VHS? That is, what, the, what was I thinking? You're yeah. mad at yourself now, it's, it's just <laughs> it like all mad. of us. Yeah, I, these are raw memories i just wanted to laugh you know i just wanted the money and i just wanted to laugh <laughs> play uh, clips of hypocrisy dreaded politician hypocrisy mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't get worse than this i said ah <laughs> uh, the irony <laughs> it's a different time um Jason, you brought up something, and now I can't. You you said the sweetest words, and I can't not go into it now. I, I figured I teased it because I I think it came up just when we were in conversation about doing. Oh this part. boy, uh, the 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 sweetest fruit of this Paramount takeover. The and outer I, limits. The I'm the most mad of I fear. Get to experience um, that I didn't get to experience a themed Wayne's World area, a Wayne's World roller coaster. Oh my God, the hurler! Mm-hmm. I, I'm so delighted that this existed, and I think what I didn't realize until I watched a commercial with Mike Myers himself as Wayne is that this was an entire themed area. That there was the restaurant too. There was the restaurant with the hockey player and the little like the the speaker booth where Wayne does his hijinks. I uh, you, you gotta if you did it in person, you gotta tell me what was up with Wayne's World. I was young enough that I I knew Wayne's World from like TV commercials, but it didn't it didn't really track for me. Like I didn't really. That was an um, adult movie. Yeah, it was an adult movie. I may have seen Mike Myers because they just showed So I Married an Axe Murderer on Comedy Central so much when I was a kid. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but Sorry, yeah, I remember The Hurler. I thought it was a funny name for a roller coaster. It's so good. I love that there was this um, and that there was a themed restaurant to go with it. And it looks so perfect. Uh, there was also apparently something called the Rock Shop, where that was like decorated with huge logos of bands uh, of your, your Nine Inch Nails and your Chili Peppers. Uh, and then my favorite thing I discovered about it is that there was, for the opening day, uh, you they had, from the cast of the film... Tia Carrera and uh, not Mike Myers or Dana Carvey, but rather impersonators. <laughs> Here you are looking at a fake Garth uh, wow. and a, uh, a fake 
Wayne, who looks like the, uh, one of the Lawrence brothers. I'm not sure if it is. He really resembles him. And then my favorite thing is fake Wayne riding the hurler with a visibly annoyed Tia Carrera. <laughs> <laughs> like, so put off by this guy, which you can only, I mean, I just... The point of Wayne, I don't... Wayne seemed very, like, good-natured and sweet, but the way this guy's doing it, even just from the photos, he seems to be kind of a, a pest. And just imagine if you're trapped with this guy on a ride and he's, like, saying schwing over and over. Um, she's and not you have a playing, bar preventing you from leaving. And she's not playing Cassandra. She's playing Tia herself. She's not, yes. she's not part of the cosplay. Yeah, she's, you, a, this, she's really from the movie. She's you, just, she deserves better than to be palling around with a... You don't get the feeling from this photo that she knew that there were going to be impersonators there. <laughs> <laughs> what says, if um, she, the, the worst thing would be if she like got on the ride, he was facing the other way. She's like, <laughs> oh, did they get Mike to come in costume? And then he turns. Oh, no. Swing. <laughs> uh, he yeah. said it wrong. He said swing. That's not it. <laughs> Impersonator sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, the, the, he, I mean, he does, while he might not be getting the best Wayne attitude across, he is getting the best King's Dominion goer attitude across. Like, this just looks like every guy who was at King's Dominion all the time. Oh, no. Yeah, wait, were you there in, like, teen years and, like, uh, like wanting to date or avoid dating? Or I was what, there what was more, the like, pre-teen. By the time I was a teenager, I was, like, a punk rock kid. So I was doing that instead. But when I was, like, 11 and desperately wanted to be a teenager in love, yes. While there would be teenagers waiting in those, you know, zigzaggy lines to go on a ride making out or putting each other's hands in each other's pockets or playing with the fringe on their fringed t-shirts. Um, <laughs> I was the weird tubby little like 10 year old behind them being like, yeah, look at how in love they are. Someday it'll be me. Yeah. If somebody kisses me in the line for the grizzly someday. Um, and uh, never happened. You guys never happened. Do you ever never. have like a, you know, cause I, always wanted to go on the Matterhorn, which had lap seating. And I'd go like, when I can date, I'll have a girl of my dreams in my lap. And that'll be romantic and not like just strange for 20 seconds. Did you, was there like, all right, the place in King's Dominion would be. I don't think there was a the place, but it, but definitely just like the general concept of a teenage boy in a sleeveless Metallica shirt uh, kissing me up against those those steel bars that you're waiting mm. for the, that made the the maze to get onto the ride. Just it's like and there's there's an eight year old me going like, let's keep the line moving, folks. Come on, <laughs> come on, we have rides to ride. I'm bleeding from the stomach. <laughs> I'm bleeding from the stomach. Uh, the action theater is closed. I'm not going to get a chance to ride Stan Lee's The Seventh Portal. You know, I'm not in a good mood. Uh. <laughs> Don't make out against against just, against just anything. Might cut you <laughs> at the stomach. Yeah, there was also a, a, a kid rumor that there was someone whose job it was. I think this might be what I said on Doughboys. Someone whose job it was to go around at the end of the day every day and hammer the nails back into the grizzly. That was one of the two wooden <laughs> coasters. Uh-huh. As though if that person wasn't there for their job that day, we're all going to die. There's just <laughs> nothing that could be done. It shakes the nails all out of it. 
Hmm. Being like slept in and didn't go instead of just being there but stoned like <laughs> usual. <laughs> yeah. There was also an Old West stunt show. That was weird. And that was way before oh, it was that. Paramount. It, there was no um, movie connection at all, but they were still like, we're going to show you how people pretend to fall off of stuff. You get yeah. the like the whole side of the building falls and you land in exactly in the window. <laughs> part. Not, not that good. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's too that would have been yeah. too complex. But, yeah. The um, um, there there was some very odd. The Paramount stuff just got odder and odder over the years. Of course, the Italian job Turbo Coaster uh, eventually renamed to the Backlot Stunt Coaster. The one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, we were there the summer it opened and I remember my dad, he wrote it himself and I waited at the exit and I just thought it took forever and did something happen? And it was just like, oh no, I just didn't have a watch and I, uh, didn't know how long 40 minutes was. The Outer Limits Flight of Fear, an indoor, uh, launch coaster, which I could not get anyone to tell me if it went upside down as a child, I was scared of going upside down. But this ride almost came up on the Mummy Returns episode because it was the first launch coast indoor launch coaster that used linear induction motors, which we admitted uh, we do not know how that works, but was kind of historic. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, very cool. And Premier Rides, the manufacturer, would go on to make the Mummy Revenge of the Mummy ride. So, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Outer Limits is isn't that pretty old? That's a weird theming choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of the, like, it's like, the I don't either. Twilight Zone. It's like the runner up. You yeah. Know? Like there the were newer, newer versions of it, I think. There were? I think there was yeah. a syndicated, yes, there is, I Google it, a syndicated Canadian version. Okay. Like yes. Hercules and Xena? Seem probably like or Tia Carrera's Nat Relic Hunter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> came back around. <laughs> hmm, strange. Um, I don't know. Does that does that like read those ride? Is that the taking a flight of fear? Is that the kind of thing that would happen on the outer limits? Well, mm. it was like an Area Fifty One sort of setup, and actually, by making it very generic. When Paramount stopped sponsoring stuff and they had to like just rejigger a lot of rides, they were just like, "Ah, eh, just drop the outer limits. Just called Flight of Fear. Done. That one's easy." <laughs> a lot of the I was kind of I kind of want to go back. You know, they didn't open this season because of COVID, but um, I kind of want to go back because they, uh, Racer seventy five still there. Flight of Fear is still there. Um, the uh, the Scooby Doo is still there. It is called the Woodstock Express now because yes. it's Snoopy because mm-hmm. it's all Cedar Fair owned now. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was surprised how much is still remaining. What do you think Yogi's Cave is? Well, they renamed it to Treasure Cave at some point, even mm. before they stopped the Hanna Barbera Association. But I think it yeah, is. I'm not going to uh, say that that doesn't make sense. It it does make sense. Yeah. Accurate name. Is yes. it is it the same? Are there still like frogs? Singing they just stuff? took all the gems out. Um, but besides mm-hmm. that, it's... Those belong to Yogi, yeah. <laughs> oh, the only treasure item in there. They removed that, and then... <laughs> it might belong to the ground, because I think that got bulldozed at a certain Aww. point. Oh. Yeah. When was the last time you were in that cave, Jason? 
Well, here's what happened was like after we went for a few years, my family joined the Disney Vacation Club. So as I am a young child going like, we got to go back to King's Dominion. There's a James Bond ride and Judy (laughs) Dench. Judy Dench is in it and Q's in it. And they're like, we just joined the, Di- we're not going to a different theme park. We, we made our choice. We're going to Disney world. Like we made but, our commitment, but we get to see actor Desmond Llewellyn portray <laughs> yeah. Q in a theme park. Mother, mother, a few years after that, they'll put in a generic Stanley superhero thing. That looks like a, a reboot ripoff. Hmm. <laughs> I've missed all this. Wait, there was a James. It was in that. So that's where Days of Thunder was, and then they did a James Bond thing for a while. Yeah, they would slot in and out um, different 3D movies there, and some of them were just those movies that were on a circuit, like that that 3D theater. For a brief time, Dave and Buster's had 3D theaters, which is like this theater was like a a slightly nicer, like 4DX D box sort of experience. So. You could go to a Dave and Buster's and go like, "Hey, is that the James Bond movie that plays a King's Dominion too?" <laughs> and they wouldn't know if it was, but they <laughs> you could ask them. Oh, yeah. They'd want me to stop talking about some sort of cave in Virginia. But... <laughs> um, here's a uh, I, I have this, this fun little thing. Uh, when you're talking about mashups of the world of Hollywood and uh, King's Dominion, th- this one really surprised me. Uh, here's I'm going to share the screen. And uh, in fact, uh, not show the first frame because that will reveal the Hollywood talent who was. Hey, uh, baby. Well, you saw that. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, the Hollywood talent uh, uh, hosting this 1986 King's Dominion commercial. There's just one place where $32.95 gets you a season pass good for an entire summer of rides, like Rebel Yell, Whitewater Canyon, even the new Shockwave roller coaster. You actually ride standing up. And for just a few dollars more, take in concerts by the biggest names in rock, country, R&D. All this and more. Yeah, there you go. William H. Macy, shilling for King's Dominion. And I was just, I was thinking, oh, with a shot this close of him, I just expect him at the end to put a gun in his mouth and splatter <laughs> blood on the wall. <laughs> um, no, but uh, probably get caught in a frog storm of those magnetic frogs that you were considering. Oh, yes. Playing. Oh, yeah. It would be, um, it's raining. It's <laughs> <laughs> raining Velcro frogs. Yes. Um, yeah, I had a theme par- a, a season pass that I, that was one year I only asked for that for my birthday. So I had to get it. But my parents still wouldn't drive me there. So I just had it. You would go to JCPenney's to like get it yes certified or something um so yeah i was very excited to be a season pass holder one summer what was kind of what was your peak when was it the best uh for you what was the way Probably when, when was i was like, the, like the... when i was like 11 so that would have been like on like 90 sure sure right before paramount um or wait are you a punk at that point no, no. Uh, when I, was 11, okay, I was a girl okay, scout sure. so like that was when i was like camping out there with girl scouts probably uh, had friends that would had parents who would drive us there um had enough money that i could i think that was when i had my season pass so like i could pay for food in there and i had my little season pass so that was probably about it but then yeah a couple years later i was just going to fugazi shows 
<laughs> That's right. Did Who you probably reject... didn't like Jimmy Buffett play at mm. King's Dominion? No, but I remember when Richard Marks did, and I cut out that ad and had that on my uh, bulletin board, being like, "Oh man, how do I make this happen with my nine years old amount of money? How do I get myself <laughs> to this Richard Marks concert at King's Dominion? What could be better? It's all the best things at one time." <laughs> Did you pull it off? Did you go? No, absolutely not. When was the last time you went? I think, gosh, I don't, I don't think I've been since I was a kid. I, I've definitely driven past it because you can see the Eiffel Tower from the highway and considered it every single time I've driven past, like on tour as do it, doing improv or as a stand-up, being like, hey, you guys want to go to this theme park that you definitely don't want to go to? No. Okay. Uh, never mind. Um, the pain of being the only one. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's a, it's a hard wall for a lot of people if they, uh, that they're totally unwilling to cross. I think we found a lot of people on the other side of the wall. That's what this podcast is about, but yeah, uh, I did a, tough. I did a tour. Um, I was on a show called totally biased. And then when we got canceled, me and the two other female correspondent and writers um, did a stand-up tour down to Disney World called The Greatest Tour on Earth. And uh, so we did stand-up shows all the way down. And so we drove past this on that. And I was like, hey, so maybe, I mean, obviously we like theme parks. And they were like, no, we don't have enough time to do this, to go do a show. But further down the road, we did pass south of the border and we did get off. You guys know about that place, right? Wait. Yeah, what is it? Where where is it? Is it in the Carolinas? Yeah, it's right? it's the border between South Carolina and North Carolina. <laughs> south of that border is this yeah. place called South of the Border that's like very racist at this point. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know this at all. Oh my god. It's just like a lot of those what is that metal that all those things were made out of like those those mushrooms and everything? Is that tin? Is that aluminum? whatever it is just tons of those statues of different animals wearing sombreros and the main building is shaped like a sombrero and they have like a reptile attraction and like uh, i want to say maybe like a massage place because it's also a place where like it's a place where truckers could stop you know when you're (laughs) it's like a weird themed truck stop that became a place that all the kids in my elementary school loved and would talk about and have like t-shirts from and i'd never been there before um you guys should look this place up it's nutty it's real nutty it's one of those things where you see pictures and you're like i can't believe this exists how how did this ever exist and how is it still existing they should change this like robot like no robot animals no No, just statues of animals they're just they're just statues of animals so you can like take your picture next to them so it'd be like oh there's a kangaroo in a sombrero there's a big snail in a sombrero Mm, didn't make a lot of sense but and a trucker could get a massage there i believe so yeah or you could go (laughs) like hold some snakes um fireworks a few different restaurants definitely fireworks we bought fireworks that's why we stopped Cause that's, that's between the, the truckers and the fireworks. That's probably the, the genesis of it because suddenly once you get into South Carolina, you could buy fireworks. Um, oh, so people would go South oh, okay, of the border okay. and mm. stock up on their fireworks. Uh, so, on the Wikipedia. I like that in the very functional C also 
area that it's a see also tourist trap ethnic stereotype <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's oh. it's wild um, Boy, this is a bizarre place yeah um, yeah i don't remember it uh, depicting any sort of cultural stuff like at least it wasn't like uh, acting out any kind of historical thing very badly it was in my memory just animals and sombreros still not respectful <laughs> but uh, bizarre wow certainly okay. could have been worse yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, and probably well, was at some point that's fair <laughs> yeah, I probably yeah. Saw a toned down version. very fair <laughs> almost undoubtedly uh, um so uh if if you could go would would you be especially after all of this this terrible time and being cooped up uh, uh, for so long. Is this any, is this on your list of things? To, would you go do this as comfort food uh, uh, now? Would, would you fit this into a uh, traversing of America? I don't know. I don't know that I would, that I would do King's Dominion because I think I would probably be too sad at how different it is because mm -hmm. of how many times it's changed hands and rethemed. I would probably do Bush Gardens again because I you know that that's still the old country. It's wow. still just Italy and Scotland and what, Germany, Oktoberfest, all that. Yeah. Those themes. So well, you can't, we can't I, go I, to any of those places like, right yeah. now. So, so it would feel a little more like visiting my childhood that I think King's Dominion would. I think King's Dominion would be like when you see an X and they're just like completely different and you're like, oh, what was, how, who, who was the person that I was with? It's not you. Yeah. <laughs> like the the volcano the the mountain not being there anymore is like the equivalent of like oh he lost his hair <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um interesting what do you do for what what's the big draw if you go to bush gardens what's like your uh what, what do you make a beeline for oh Loch Ness monster Loch Ness monster mm. all-time favorite roller coaster best roller yeah. coaster Jeez. Does, mm. does a double loop. You get an indoor section that does a spiral thing. It's the only indoor coaster that I'm not scared of. And it's not indoors. Most of it's out. It does a little underwater thing. I have a mm -hmm. phobia thing. I don't know. Phobia makes it sound fancy, but I get irrationally scared on indoor coasters that something's going to pierce my eyeball. Something's going to like fly out of somebody's pocket or like mm. a bobby pin. And I, it could happen just as easily on an, on a regular roller coaster. But like, I guess I would see it coming and dodge it doesn't make a lot of sense yeah <laughs> i get um, that that makes sense to me yeah yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. but uh the but loch ness monster is really and it's a it's loch ness monster themed that's great that's mm -hmm. i mean it's pretty close to a dinosaur but it's got the urban legend aspect thrown in it's very much my shit it may be where a lot of my shit comes from um <laughs> it may have, that might be the origin story the ride i used to love there though um I mean, it was never better than this, but never better than the Loch Ness Monster. But I did really like, even as an adult, because I did go back to Bush Gardens more more recently, uh, the Big Bad Wolf. But it murdered uh, a, a worker, so they had to take it away. But that was a great ride. It was like a hanging thing where like, so you're sort of in almost like a ski basket, like your legs are, are swinging, but you're seated. So oh, it's I've not one of those ones where you like yeah, lie yeah. down and it's not a standing up one. So it, it gives you like an extra aspect of the, the swinging back and forth as you're around. zooming around. Sure, sure. We were, um, it, oh, uh, my family was a big fan of the Roman Rapids. If you remember uh, that at Bush Gardens. See, I hate all water rides, but okay. yeah, that was a pretty exciting one. 
My mom got so wet on it once, she walked off the ride, went into the gift shop, bought an entire new set of clothes and changed into them. <laughs> yeah, there. I, re I remember that there were lots of clothing gift stores around that ride specifically. Like when you were, because I, would, I wouldn't go on it. So I would sit there and wait for people. And it was like being at the intersection of all these different t-shirt stores. So I think it probably wasn't just your mom. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason, did you then put her wet clothes on? So you had double wet clothes <laughs> because you love it so much. Jason no, loves wet clothes you know after didn't. a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah, he does. I, that's not a joke. Oh, I hate it so much. That, that used to be my uh, online dating profile thing. It would be like, Hey, I like movies and going to the museum. And I hate the water rides at, at theme parks. And not, it would filter out all the guys who are like, why? You shouldn't. I love them. Or like, what's your problem? I'm like, mm, oh, that's not a that's very that's nice a... first, first line. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fellows do that, though. And they'll, they'll find something and they think they're asking you a question about it when really they're poking at it. And it's like, hmm. you, you can't tell the difference. Oh, this, that's, this is sad for you, fella, because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but you're this being a dick. This is what the dynamic will be like when we date. It'll be great. I'll challenge you on stuff all the time. Exactly. Exactly. I'll think we're just having a conversation and you'll feel constantly attacked and defensive. Um, <laughs> really like harmless things you tossed off, not mm -hmm. meaning much by it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like exactly. equivalence to like just Twitter in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I fight you all day about something that you don't remember? Yeah. You tweeted already. And similarly, when you're like, I don't like this. They're like, what did you expect? It's Twitter. Like, yeah, not this. <laughs> this isn't clearly by me not liking it and telling you about that. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Um, uh, Twitter, uh, not as fun as, uh, Roman as King's Dominion. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> we could escape to uh, a little fantasy theme park uh, for a little while, though. Now we'll segue into the part where you maybe say your, your Twitter name. Uh, oh. uh, but first, I will say, Eliza Skinner, you survived podcast the ride. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, uh, let's exit through the gift shop. Is there yeah. anything you would like to plug? Uh, yeah, my uh, album regarding my lovers. It's 10 tracks of stand-up comedy, five tracks of original songs, um, and Earth to Ned on Disney+, Plus, which uh, I was a head writer for, and I like it a lot. It's very weird. And there have been discussions on Reddit from Disney fans saying that there should be a Ned feature at uh, Disney World. So I, I saw this on a, a Twitter, like a theme park Twitter news place posted mm -hmm. this. The idea, because there's this thing, the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, mm -hmm. uh, where characters are uh, funny and interact with you. And yes, it maybe could stand a refresh. And uh, you've got this new cast of characters. It seems to be really well liked already on Disney+. Plus. So that, that must have been cool to see. Yeah, I mean, except the actual article was like, I mean, I don't know why anyone would want this. This show is garbage, but... I found a whole bunch of people who want it. And I'm like, mm, okay, we didn't need the editorializing. Uh, <laughs> we have a lot of opinions about uh, different theme park uh, news aggregators and maybe even that one. I won't say or not say. Or, uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's probably nice to see a picture of the show on your Twitter feed. <laughs> uh, can I ask Eliza this show? So if the, if the audience doesn't know, this is a, this is a show Henson show with a very cool puppet, many puppets you said you liked eating around animatronics did 
you get to eat around these puppets and feel the same feeling? I did, but it wasn't the same feeling because they're uh, better than animatronics. Because part of the right. thing with the animatronics is the is the reassuring robotic clicking. You know, mm. like the head can only go this far and only go that far. It's almost the same feeling that you get, like when you have to put a baby to sleep, and so you drive around the block with them, and they're they're like, mm. eh. so it's a little bit of of motion and excitement, but controlled, very controlled. Right. My puppets, our puppets were are they can do well. There's a lot they can't do. Actually, I was going to say they can do anything, but that's not true. One of them doesn't even have legs. Um, but they uh, they can definitely move a lot more. Um, I did take lunch in the studio when it was cold and quiet by myself frequently. And just a lifeless mm-hmm. Ned mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah. Uh, clods, yeah. clods everywhere scattered about. <laughs> oh, no, the clods always wrapped very carefully in their satin. And like we had clod wranglers who I would be like, hey, can I see a clod? They'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Which one? Which one? Hold on. I can get one for you. <laughs> I don't know if we can let you hold it. And I'm like, come on. And then they started trusting me eventually. But I, I took a lot of pictures of the You're different. Delicate. What do you think this is? A dues? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were everything. It was, it was weird. Like we had to book a lot of time with, with, with each guest because partly because the puppeteers have to take a rest every 15 minutes, you know, cause they've got mm-hmm. their arms up and they're, or they're being smushed into some weird position. Um, but also partly because sometimes the puppets would break and we would have to send somebody up with a screwdriver and poke around in Ned's mouth um, or like swap his head out for one of the other heads wow. and keep on going. Yeah. So wow. pretty, pretty oh, much wow. the same as coming So you can't in, reach you know. out to people like, hey, can you hang for an hour? <laughs> so like, uh, you gotta be ready for some puppet repairs. Yeah, exactly. Like it might not happen and then you have a short day, but uh, what kind of sandwiches do you want? (laughs) Well, we'll have treats for you. Um, But everybody, Um, all of our guests were really great because everybody's just excited to hang out with some puppets. Yeah. You know, wouldn't be be at Henson. Talk to them and engage with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, geez. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, everybody check that out on Disney Plus and other uh, people who've been on the show Nick Weiger, Jordan Morris. Great, great staff you had there. So, uh, yeah, c- congrats on, uh, on Earth and Ed. Okay. Um, and as for us, we're at Podcast the Ride on social media. We got merch on Public, And for three bonus episodes every month, subscribe to Podcast the Ride, the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Um, anything to go out on? Um, uh, I'll just say that... Uh, I have a lot more questions about Jason and Shuffleboard, but I will save them for a later time. <laughs> That's fine. I'm sure it'll come up again. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, more Shuffleboard to come. Les, thanks for being here. Thank you all for listening. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>